It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I hope that you're having a blessed afternoon. We do have all of our phone lines open. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. The heart of this show is to be able to answer questions that you have about God's Word. Maybe you've been reading a particular section and you're wondering what this means or a particular uh, doctrine. Also, things that are going on in your life. Love being able to to talk about uh, real things. Maybe you're going through a work challenge or a relationship uh, challenge. Give me a call. We'll get into God's Word uh, together and go to prayer uh, together. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text 720-336-0000. I want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, as well as our listeners throughout Colorado. As we begin today's show, I want to read Philippians 3, verse 1. It says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. So Paul's saying, I'm reminding you again to rejoice in the Lord because there's security or safety in rejoicing in the Lord. The ultimate security is found in rejoicing in God. We're always looking for security, but oftentimes it's an earthly security. God never promises us an earthly security. He always promises us security in our relationship with Him. So take joy in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord. Think about things that you enjoy in this life, maybe your family or your job or a hobby, how much more so to delight in the Lord, to take joy in Him, who He is, what He's promised, what He's committed to do in the future and taking us uh, into heaven. So He's so good, He's so kind, rejoice in Him that your name is written in heaven and there you'll find ultimate security and rest. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live, the number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to our phone lines to line one to Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Is this Pastor Eric? It sure is. Yeah. I just had a prayer request today. Um, I had an accident at work beginning of the week and my job is kind of in limbo this week. Um, and also, for my father-in-law, got in some trouble yesterday. Just kind of wanted to have some support with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like it's been a tough week. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for Chris. Thank you for his willingness to to call in and to ask for prayer. Thank you that you invite us right into your throne room to the the holiest of holies. Uh, Lord, I I lift up this accident that he's had at work and work being uh, in limbo. Lord, we just pray for your grace and your mercy and your favor, uh, that his job would be uh, giving him favor in this. And uh, Lord, that you would work out the details and give him peace, give him help and strength. Uh, Lord, we pray for his father-in-law. You know the specific 
specifics there of what's going on in his life and would you work in that situation and and really speak to his father-in-law in in, in a special way and so for this whole family God would you be their refuge would you be their protection would you comfort them in Jesus name amen thank you Pastor Eric you bet thanks for calling I'll be praying for you thank you very much you bet Got a text question that has come in. It says, how long was a year at the start of the nation of, of Israel? Um, I, I believe that a year uh, was still uh, calculated the same way with uh, 352 uh, uh, days or something similar or close to. I, I think uh, it was very uh, similar in the amount of days that they had uh, in, in their year. Um, but that's just uh, off of my working knowledge. Uh, um, so thanks for sending in that text as well. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you for taking the time to listen as you're driving home from work or still at work or maybe at home preparing dinner. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open, so if you call, you should be able to to get right in. If you've got a question about Scripture or you need prayer, uh, want to talk about things that are going on in your life, also you can send a text at 720 I want to encourage you on today's show to rejoice in the Lord. When was the last time that you really took time to thank God for who He is and His relationship with you, the promises that He has given to you? And, and that's our refuge. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Also, I'd like to invite you to our services in Colorado Springs, Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're currently going through the book of Philippians. We'd love to have you join us. Also, you can join us live stream wherever you may be on the East Coast or throughout Colorado. It's rmcalvary.org, and there's a link to our, our live stream as well for our services. Thank you for taking the time to join me. I hope that you're doing well, that God is refreshing you. We're open for your questions, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Andrew in Loveland. Andrew, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. Good. Um, my question is, uh, I've been battling with the ideas and uh, scriptures on whether or not salvation can be lost or if you can walk away from it. And uh, I don't know if it's something that I need to be uh, worrying about so much or even, you know, uh, uh, trying to figure out the answer to or if it's just something uh, that that I I do need to keep digging into. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that theologians and commentaries and pastors have kind of argued both sides uh, throughout church history. Um, And so there's a lot of of godly men on both sides of of this argument. Um, You know, when I I look at this, for me personally, when I sort out uh, uh, the scripture and salvation, we know from Romans 10.9 that someone is saved as they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that, that Jesus uh, is Lord. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so salvation is a an issue of the heart. And if someone has truly trusted Christ for salvation, uh, Jesus tells us they're born again. And the Spirit of God lives inside of them. And they're in the hand of Christ and in the hand uh, of the Father. 
So I personally don't believe that uh, you can then be unborn again or lose your salvation. Um, Now, having said that, I think there's sometimes where people make a profession with their mouth, uh, but they don't believe in Christ with their heart. Um, Charles Spurgeon called this a a sham conversion. Um, And and so over time, there's a lack of fruit, and that lack of fruit is evidence that they never fully gave their heart and life to Christ. But at the very Boiling down this matter, I think what the scripture really encourages us is the importance of abiding faith in Christ. Um, you know, kind of what I share share with people is it's wonderful that you made a point of decision for Christ 15 years ago, but today can you declare that Jesus is your Savior, that he's your Lord, that you believe in him uh, with, with all of your heart. And, and that's important in our lives is that we're continuing to abide and trust uh, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Okay. So enduring to, to the end, those that will be saved, um, as, as long as, like you say, the, uh, the the belief in your heart, enduring to the end is just uh, uh, something that we're just going to have to do, even though our salvation is already granted. Right. Yeah. It's we're saved by grace. We've been we've been we've been granted that to us as we trusted in the Lord. And why would we ever want to depart from continuing to believe that he's God and died for our sins and rose again? And if someone does depart from that, then the question was, well, were they ever saved? Did they did they lose their right. salvation? You know, and um, I would tend to think that, you know, they never truly surrendered their heart to Christ, but ultimately only the Lord knows. Okay. So, All right. Well, thank you okay. very much. I really appreciate it. You bet. God bless you, Andrew. Thanks for calling. All right, you have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's a great question from from Andrew. I think it is worth uh, praying through and and wrestling through. Maybe as you're listening, you're wondering, uh, do I know Christ? Have I trusted my heart to Christ? And, uh, you know, if you have questions about salvation, I'd love to talk with you about that and encourage you as you're listening, if you haven't received Christ as your Savior, to to trust and believe uh, in your heart that He's God, that He died for your sins and uh, rose again. The number here is 303-690-3000. We do have our, our lines open. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's continue uh, with our phone lines. Uh, Kelly on line two. Kelly, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. How are you, my brother in Christ? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I just got a question. Uh, as a Christian, a born-again believer of Jesus Christ, uh, we got that upcoming Great American Eclipse coming up in 2017 in August. Uh huh. Should we should we take this as a sign from our Lord God, Father? You know, uh, not necessarily. You know, I don't think that uh, this particular eclipse is a sign pointing to the the end times. You know, we we know in the Book of Revelation that the blood the moon will be as 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 blood, but that's a very severe uh, um, sign that's extraordinary that's not a part of a, a eclipse that happens on a, a normal pattern so for me personally I don't see this upcoming eclipse necessarily of, of a sign of the end well but should, should we as Christian not even take it as a sign though at least you know hey wake up America you know maybe God's trying to tell America something 
You know, I think what we do know from creation is God is always communicating to us uh, his existence, his attributes in in creation. And so uh, these type of events, as well as a sunrise and a sunset and the stars in the sky, God is communicating his character to us, and America does need to, to wake up to the knowledge of who God is. So I would, I would hope that this gets people's attention, uh, not necessarily of the end of all things, but that there's a God who created you and loves you. Uh, yeah, I, I figure it's not going to be like an end, end time sign, but I'm just trying to see if it, it, maybe it's a wake-up call for us Americans, because according to what I read upon it, it's saying that it's going to be a very rare, rare eclipse, and it's going to cover darkness uh, uh, across the United States only. So, you know, I just figure maybe as, as pastors are coming up on it, you know, see they're talking about it, and see maybe this could be a sign. But, well, you know, I yeah. just wanted to see what your opinion would be on it, and that's yeah. all I have to say. You bet. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. God bless you. Right, God bless you. Um, bye-bye. I've got a few text questions that have come in. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000 if you'd like to call in and um, jump over to the text. The text number is 720-336-0897. Just asking for prayer. Uh, We have court next week for my husband's murder trial. Uh, Just praying for God's justice uh, to be done. Wow, that's uh, that's really heavy and so sorry that you're going through uh, the loss of your husband and, and him being murdered. And yeah, we would love to rally around you and, and pray for you uh, as you go through this trial. Father, uh, we lift up this uh, murder trial to you and we do pray for justice. We know that you are a God of justice. Uh, and so, Lord, would you bring out all of the evidence, all of the truth that that, that uh, needs to be brought out in this and that y- your presence would be there in that courtroom. Uh, Lord, I pray for um, uh, for the whole entire family, Lord, as they, they go through this, that you would comfort them, that you would be with them in a special way. And so, Lord, as the body of Christ, we rally around them right now and ask that you give them peace uh, and Lord that you would bring justice in this in this trial in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's go to line one to Amanda and Greeley. Amanda, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, anyway, I just had a question. Um, I came across a YouTube video a while back and um, they were talking about September um, 23rd. Um, there, there was like the Bethel star, I guess, that they found in 2015. And it was the same star that um, was there that led to the birth of Christ, that led the, okay. the shepherds and wise men. And so um, they said only popped up like whatever This only popped up a couple of times. And um, they were saying that, like, um, there's a, a book in Revelations, I think it's Revelation 13, where it talks about um, there there was a woman by the sun and um, submitted at her feet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. So, um, and then they said that, like, um, it's in the sky, and um, it's going to be... It's going to be that very day, September 13th, um, she was wearing a, a crown of uh, some of the stars, and it's that certain day, it's going to be um, the 
stars, the Dragon stars that uh, is overhead her crown, and um, Jupiter is going to expel from um, between her legs. So um, I was just I just want to know if um, that stuff is true. If um, that's really a sign, I have never heard it before. Yeah. It sounds pretty far-fetched to me. Um, you know, what we see in, in Revelation is uh, the prophecy of, of, of the woman that, that rides the beast. Um, and this idea of the Bethlehem star reoccurring and, and being in the sky again, I, I've never heard that and don't know that there's any, any proof of that. Um, and so I, I always am very leery of anybody that is throwing out a date. Uh, in terms of end time events, because um, Jesus said that no one will know. No man will uh, the, know right. Yeah, yep. And so that's a pretty good sign or a good indicator that it's false teaching. Um, so, from, from just quickly from what you're telling me, it sounds like it's false teaching rather than biblical truth. Okay. okay so. Yeah, I figure that yeah. it was going to start out there. And um, is that particular sign um is that something that we're going to be able to see or i mean because it's kind of it's the i don't know it's just very a lot of revelations is um is uh can't a lot of revelations is metaphors and stuff like that so is that just a metaphor Right. There is a lot of allegories and metaphors in the, the book of, of Revelation, um, you know, and that, that particular uh, sign of the woman that, that, that rides the beast, uh, you know, it, it is seeming to point to uh, a woman that rides, uh, that, that rises up um, in power, not necessarily like a woman that we're going to see uh, upon a, a, lit- a literal animal. Um, and then also Revelation's in the middle of the tribulation. Um, and I believe that the church will be raptured prior to uh, the tribulation, so we won't see that particular uh, sign or event that that is taking place. Um, like when you read the book of Daniel, it's very similar, where uh, Daniel receives visions uh, of these uh, beasts that represent different kingdoms, um, and and so it's this woman that's rising up in 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 political. Power that is described as the women riding the beast, um, and, and so I think it's pointing to that, not necessarily like a woman that we're going to see riding uh, on a beast in the sky. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're doing right, good. It's good to that for me. yeah. It's really good to to take the things that we're hearing and seeing on the internet and run them through the lens of scripture. So. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you, Amanda. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303 690 3000, or you can send a text at 720 336 0897. Let's go to Amber on line two. Amber, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. I've called in a couple of times. Um, My daughter is 16, and she's been missing for about three weeks. Mm. Uh, She ran from a a treatment center where she was getting treatment uh, for being trafficked. Mm. 
Um, mm. And we haven't heard anything from her called, you know, oh, people wow. we thought she'd be with. Haven't heard anything. So I'm just, mm. you know, I'm just asking for prayer for my daughter, Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, let's pray together. And I'm Lord, we just lift up Mariah to you right now. And Lord, you you know where she's at and what she's going through. And we pray for her safety. We pray for her protection. Uh, Lord, that you would really intervene on, on her behalf. And I pray that she'd be found. Uh, uh, Lord, that she would return home. Uh, I pray for her, her mom, Amber, that you would really comfort her and give her peace. And uh, Lord, that you would also bind the enemy. We know... We know the enemy's mission is to kill, steal, and destroy, but you came to give life and to give it more abundantly. Uh, so, God, would you open doors, and Lord, if she's in a, a bad situation, that you would get her out of that situation, you'd watch over her and protect her, that you would bring good uh, out of this. And so we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through this, and I'll really be praying for, for Mariah and be praying for you. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line three to John. John, welcome to the program. Hello? Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hello? Hello, you're on Calvary Live. Welcome to the program. Yes, I was calling in reference of, I was asking the gentleman about, you know, listening to the Word of God, believing in the Word of God, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. But in your prayer, could you ask God to put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, or is that God's decision? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with asking God to, to put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And what the Bible teaches is, as we trust Christ and believe that He died for our sins and rose again, God will write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so, for, for the way... Uh, for the, the way for that to take place is to, to believe in Jesus, to believe that He's God, that He died for your sins and, and, and rose again. So Okay. I believe yeah. that, and could you pray for me, a prayer request for that? Yeah, absolutely. John, have you ever uh, asked Christ to be your Savior, or is this the first yes. time of trusting yes, Christ I, for salvation? Yes, I did, and I believe okay. in the Lord. But yeah. that was a prayer that I wanted to ask the Lord, and I didn't know if we asked Him that or if that's something that He does on His own behalf of believers. Yeah. Well, you know what, John, what the Bible teaches is the moment that you receive Christ as your Savior, He wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so your name is written there, so uh, we can thank God that, that your name is written in heaven. Um, okay. You know, Jesus, Jesus told the disciples in, in Luke chapter 10, He says, Rejoice that your name's written in heaven. So because of your faith in Christ, we know that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of, of Life. And so... I would love to to say a prayer of thanksgiving, uh, of of rejoicing that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, let me pray with you, okay? Yes, please. 
Father, I thank you so much for John and Lord, his heart. Lord, I just hear his heart over the phone line. And Lord, thank you for his faith in you, that you are God, that you died for his sins and rose again. And we thank you based on our faith that you make us righteous and uh, that you have written John's name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I pray that you would give him that assurance and that, that hope of eternal life. Would you bless his evening in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You so bet. Much. God bless God you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live 303 690 3000. Let's go to line one to Gabriel in New Jersey. Gabriel, welcome to the program. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Um, yeah, I just had a question, because um, I was reading the Bible, um, and it says that, um, you know, people who keep on sinning after being enlightened is like a person who looks in, in the mirror and then walks away and forgets what their face looks like, right? So, um, but at the same time, you know, people mess up people, you know, so I, I was just wondering, you know, how, how, you know, how many times can you screw up until you're just, you can no longer be forgiven or, um, you know, it's just over for you? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think First John 2 verse 1 uh, really answers that question. It says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And then if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the whole world. So John's making it clear, God's heart is that we wouldn't sin, and he's writing these things to us so that we can learn to have victory over sin. But then he goes on to say, and if anyone sins, like we are going to continue to sin and, and fall short. Thankfully, we have an advocate, which is Jesus. And so Jesus is going before the Father as our high priest, and he's become the propitiation for our sins. And that's a really big word, but it means that he's appeased the wrath. Uh, so he's taken the punishment for for our sin. And so thankfully, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ not only covers our sin, but removes our sin, and God completely uh, uh, for, forgives us. And so... I. I think you know if I hear the heart in your in your question, it's not that God is going to ever come to you, Gabriel, and say, "Well, you sinned one too many times, so you're no longer uh, my my child." His sacrifice was for all of our sin, past, present, uh, and, and future, and and so then understanding that, when we go, "Wow, I'm completely forgiven," it causes us to say, "God, I want to live uh, for you." So. Right, and um, now that I, you know, have fully given my life to God, I don't want to anymore, but yes, I, um, you know, stumble here and there, and so it just yeah. brings that question, so do, what do I do? Do I repent every night, or do I repent every time something happens? Like, right. I, I don't know. You know what, so this you know is, what I mean? This is, 
Yeah, and this is really important, is is when we sin as believers, which we do, as it's important for us to confess our sin and, and ask God to forgive us, but we're receiving forgiveness to restore the relationship, not to receive salvation again. So it's not that you've lost your salvation, it's that our sin's affecting our relationship with God. You know, I, I think about it uh, in my relationship with my wife, you know, um, I, I sin against her sometimes, and when when I do, thankfully she doesn't kick me to the curb. I'm I'm still her <laughs> husband, you know. But if I want to have a good relationship with her, I need to ask her to forgive me for there to be harmony in the relationship. And so when right. we sin, God doesn't say, "Oh, you're no longer my child," but He will convict us, and then as we can respond to that and say, Lord, I agree with you. Would you forgive me? I was wrong in this. Then then uh, it brings peace and harmony back in the relationship. So we're confessing uh, for a restored relationship, not not to be saved again. So Okay. Uh, I see what yeah. you, uh, you answered my question completely. <laughs> well, God bless you, Gabriel. We're going to head to a break here, guys, so stay with us. We'll be right back. God bless you. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me. It's a blessing to have you with me. The number here is 303-690-3000 if you'd like to call in. Also, you can send me a text question, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Tom on line two. Tom, welcome to the program. Eric? How are you doing today? Great. Uh, I had a question about um, loving my neighbors and kind of distinguishing between loving my neighbor and um, my enemies and just okay. you know, serving both of them you know, through God's will. Yeah, I think that our neighbor is whoever happens to be close to us in proximity. Um, you, It would be uh, our physical neighbor in our apartment, our home. Uh, it would be those that live under the same roof, uh, but it would also be the person next to me in the grocery store or the person that's next to me on, on the highway. Uh, we see that with the Good Samaritan uh, where uh, he loved the man who was in the ditch. And, and Jesus said, Here, here's an example of a man who's loved his neighbor. And then I think our, our enemy is somebody who is doing us harm, who's coming against us, who's maybe speaking evil against us or have come against us. So they're another category. Uh, you know, a neighbor is the person next to me. The enemy is is a person who's actually coming against me. So I don't know if that's helpful. Um, yeah, that's very helpful. Just um, for me personally, I'm just trying to um, just distinguish certain people that, you know, sometimes I feel like they're gossiping. Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm just reading too deeply and just want to make sure that um, I do the right thing. Yeah. Yep. And 
You know, I think we, uh, you know, can sense when uh, somebody is is against us and and or, or is maybe gossiping and and you know, Jesus then said to to pray for those that persecute us, pray for those that despitefully uh, use us, and and to Correct. do good to those who har- harm us. And so. Well, when you're sensing that, I think a good response is really to begin to pray for them um, and, and and commit that over to the Lord. So, Okay, yes, so if it says praying without ceasing, it's uh, a matter of not letting that go and just staying uh, consistent with that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Can okay. I can I pray for you, Tom, that God would give you strength in that? I know that's not easy. So. Oh, yes. Yes, great. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. God, thanks for Tom. Thanks for him listening today. And Lord, it's challenging to to love those that come against us and to pray for them and to, to bless them. And so, Lord, you know these individuals, and we just lift them up to you, and we pray that you would soften their hearts and they'd have a, a greater understanding of who you are. We pray for Tom that you would give him unconditional love and, and really meet him in this, in this, in this struggle, in this battle. Protect him and pray that you would bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Matt in Loveland. Matt, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, I just had a question about the authority of Scripture. Okay. And, um, you know, the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholics would say they believe in the authority of Scripture, but not Scripture alone. I was wondering what your thoughts were on, you know, as, as a Protestant, how, how would we say that it's Scripture alone? As yeah, opposed I think to Scripture in the Church and Scripture. Yeah. So, Second Timothy three sixteen is probably the primary verse uh, on this. It says, uh, "All Scripture is uh, given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for for every good work." And so, I think it's uh, really dangerous to try to to lift the church or church leaders to have the same authority as, as God's word. Um, you know, God's word is is breathed. He, he inspired it. Uh, and God uses the church and he's established the church. But the church is under the authority of God's word, not sharing authority with God's word, if that makes sense. Like, the church is to be submitted to, to the word of God. Uh, but the, the word of God has so much more authority uh, than... than um, the, the church, and so that's where I think Protestants in, in that expression of of Christ alone, the Scripture alone, is it's it's showing the supremacy of Christ and the supremacy of the Word, uh, and and showing that the church uh, is is underneath Christ and underneath uh, the Word that that the authorities in Christ and in the Word and throughout church history, especially before the Reformation, uh, you know the the Catholic Church had so much power and and. People People looked uh, to the church instead of looking to God's word and to looking to uh, to Christ, and and so out of that you you see this this movement that is called the Reformation uh, that really pointed back to the sufficiency and supremacy of Christ and His word. So. 
Yeah, I, I guess I'm with, I mean, I understand the authority of Scripture. I guess I'm wondering, what are the reasons for thinking that it's Scripture alone? Like, uh, like what are the reasons for thinking that? You know, I think primarily because uh, what the Bible declares and what the Bible shares, that the, the Bible is the authority on truth, you know, uh, that that all scripture is inspired by God. It doesn't say all scripture and the church is inspired by God. It's it's a alone statement. Um, it's almost like saying uh, Michael Jordan is the the greatest basketball player of all times. You know that's a that's a alone statement. Um, and so when when Christ says that He alone is the way of salvation, and when Second Timothy three sixteen says all scripture is inspired by God. It's it's pointing us to the supremacy of the word. So I think the reason that the the Protestant Church holds to Scripture alone is because that's what the Bible teaches. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, you. you bet. Thanks for your question. God bless yeah, you. Bye. Great question. Thanks for calling in, Matt. Thank you guys for calling in and texting in. The number's 303-690-3000. Let's go to, to Dominic in Lakewood on line two. Dominic, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I, I just had a prayer request uh, for my wife. And that, um, so I, I've, I've lived, uh, believing in God for a very long time, but I just recently, uh, surrendered my heart to him. And so, uh, uh, my life has been changing and I've been changing and living, uh, more for the Lord. And awesome. I think that's sparking more changes, uh, um, in her, but not in a good way, more of an, uh, okay. resent, resentful or negative way. But, um, so I just wanted to see if, we, uh, we get prayer. Um, maybe mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to, uh, could yeah. pray for her as well. Um, just that mm. the Lord, um, you know, pull on the strings of her heart and, uh, his spirit guide her to, uh, mm-hmm. to come to him, to surrender to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's pray together and just invite everybody listening to be in agreement with us in prayer. Lord, I thank you for Dominic, and I thank you for what you have done in his heart, that he would surrender his heart to you and love you and walk with you. And Lord, I pray for his wife. I pray that, uh, Lord, she would really have a soft heart towards you, to, to the Spirit, to your love, to, to the light of, of your truth and who you are, that you would work circumstances and people in her life, that you would open her eyes, that you would bind the lies of the enemy. We know the enemy would love to, uh, Lord, just attack her. We pray that she would fully understand who you are and walk with you. And I, I pray that for Dominic that you would give him strength and wisdom and, and grace and the ability to show unconditional love. I pray you would protect their marriage uh, through this season and just just watch over them as they walk through this. So we lift them up to you and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Well, God bless you. You hang in there, okay? You you too. God bless you too. Thank you. Mm. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 
I've gotten several text questions that have come in, so I'm going to try to answer a few of those. It says, quick question, how do we know the Bible is talking to people in this time now if Jesus was talking to people back then in his time? So uh, I believe in Hebrews chapter 1, it addresses this to us uh, about uh, God's revelation and that he is speaking uh, to people of, of all time. In Hebrews chapter 1, uh, in the first few verses, it says, God who has at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us. So it's saying right now he's spoken to us by his son whom he's appointed heir of all all things through whom he's made the world who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power so jesus is the communication of of god communication of the father he is god and he's god's son he's god in human flesh and jesus reveals the father to us and, and says that he has spoken to us in these last days by his son so that's a clear indicator from god's word that that god is speaking to us uh, for all time uh, the bible though it is historical uh, was intended for all people of all cultures for all time so thank you for uh, that text question that has uh, come in Another uh, text question that comes in, it says, Hello, uh, my name is Jesse. I listen to your show every day at work. Thank you, Jesse, for, for listening. And uh, she goes on uh, to have a prayer request that her and her husband have been married nine months, and they're they're uh, praying for guidance as they look to have kids in the future and, and sorting out jobs, and uh, she's facing uh, decisions. And so uh, Jesse would love to lift you up in prayer, and congratulations on your new marriage. So, Father, we thank you for Jesse and her husband and Lord is uh, she's torn of just you know desiring to be a mom uh, and, and maybe pursuing uh, other jobs and pursuing a career but also wanting to prepare to stay home uh, with the kids Lord I just pray if it would be your will that you would really provide uh, for them in that time Lord if you bless them with kids that she would be able to stay home with her children we know that that's such a wonderful and beautiful thing that you would give them guidance as they uh, prepare for that so would you give them peace thank you for their new marriage marriage, uh, would you bless them? And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another text that has come in says, uh, the, the friend of mine is uh, not a believer, so please pray that God could use us to draw him to salvation. So let's pray for your unbelieving friend that God would would use you. Father, I thank you for this text question that has come in, and, and Lord, I just pray that you would really use them in the life of their friend who's an unbeliever. You, you ask us, you call us to be salt and light, and so would you help them to be able to be a salt and light in a very specific and unique way? Would you open up the eyes of this unbelieving friend uh, to come to know you? So, God, we thank you and we praise you uh, for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have our lines open if you'd like to call 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. I have a text question that's come in. It says, is a Christian investing in the stock market sinful? Question mark. 
gambling question mark so two questions here let me try to uh, answer both is no i don't think it's sinful to invest uh, in the stock market we see jesus with the parable of the talents uh, where he required of these stewards that they would uh, invest their their money Uh, and so god wants us to invest the resources that that we have ultimately for for his glory for his uh, kingdom purposes and so uh, we always need to watch our hearts and perf- uh, protect our motivations that we're not doing things for the love of money, but it's not wrong to be wise uh, with money. Now, gambling is another thing. I know some people would see the stock market similar to gambling, uh, but in my mind, they're two two different things. You, you really don't have uh, good odds of making any money uh, with gambling, so I think it would be bad uh, stewardship uh, to, to gamble away God's uh, resources. So hopefully that uh, question has been answered for you. Uh, another uh, question that has come in says, hello, I'm Julian. My question is, why would a Jehovah's Witness believe that those who aren't chosen as 144,000 will stay on earth to live forever and will kind of be heaven on earth? I was told this while uh, testifying and I'd never heard it before. Yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses definitely have some non-biblical beliefs in teaching. So they they believe only that the chosen are are the 144,000. Now we know from the Bible that the 144,000 are 12,000 from the tribe of Israel. So they've misinterpreted that completely. And then the Bible clearly indicates that we're going to live forever in heaven, not here on this earth. And in fact, this earth is is temporary. Who who would want this existence? for all of eternity. So I think a quick answer of this question is the reason they believe these things is because they've twisted and perverted the Bible. And whenever you change the Word of God, you, you get some very uh, strange uh, beliefs. So want to uh, return to the phone lines uh, on line one. I think it's Tiana in Denver. Tiana, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Did I no. pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, it's Tiana. Tiana, all right, thank you. How are you doing today, Tiana? I'm doing well. You actually really caught my attention when you said your last name is Cartier. My last name is Cartier also, and I've never met okay. another one besides myself. So oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's really unique. I, I've met very few Cartiers in, in my life as well. So, do you say Cartier or Cartier? Um, I say Cartier. Yeah, we do as well. So, yep. Well, I'm glad that you pronounce it right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it gets flippant sometimes. It's a little, yep. it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. So, um, well, other than that, I do have a prayer request. I um, right now I'm kind of struggling with just being grateful and being thankful. Um, that's just something that like I'm trying to work on and things like that. I don't, I don't know. I want to say I don't know, yeah. but I know that I'm grateful that I have right now. I just think that I can be more grateful. I can be more appreciative about what you've done for me. Well, you bet. I'd love to. 
pray with you for that. And I think that's something that we all struggle with at times. So let me lift you up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for Tiana and I just lift her up to you, God. And Lord, as she's feeling stirred to be more grateful, we know uh, there's so much power in praise and, and prioritizing praise in, in our life. And Lord, would you show her your, your greatness again and the joy of her salvation and all of the good things that you have provided uh, in her life. And even this afternoon going into this evening that you uh, would meet her uh, in a special way. And so God, we want to th- just thank you right now in the midst of this uh, radio program. We thank you for your goodness. We, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, your faithfulness, the salvation that you've provided for us, all of the many blessings that you give to us. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you. Thanks for calling. God bless you too. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two to Eileen in Baltimore. Eileen, welcome to the program. Uh, I'll be right there. Yes, um, I'd like to have a prayer request for uh, two people. One is for my son who is struggling with his father, and I just would like to have um, some faith going to both of them. And the other one is for a friend of mine, Van McCoy, who is uh, a a strong believer in the Lord, and her daughter is suffering from drug addiction and all. And if you can just lay your hand... Hmm. uh, have the Lord lay his hands on upon them. Uh, yeah, you bet. Give them peace. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Lord, I thank you for Eileen, and I, I want to lift up her, her son and her husband to you. And Lord, we do lift them up to your throne room and ask that you would work in their life and work in their relationship with each other uh, and minister to them in a way that only you can. And so, Lord, would would you would you bless her son? Would you bless her father? Uh, Lord, we also lift up uh, Van McCoy's uh, daughter who's going through drug addiction, God. We know that it's so destructive, and we, we know you're more powerful, God. And then we just ask in the name of Jesus, by your grace and your mercy that you would get her out of this drug addiction and and introduce yourself to her, give her living water and give her hope. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. We do have our phone lines open. If you'd like to give me a call, if you have a question, if you'd like to get into God's Word together, prayer requests, also you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. A text question that has come in says, I was wondering every time Jesus prayed or referred to God, he used the word Father, except when he was on the cross and became sin. Then he cried, my God, my God. Is that because at that point, uh, being sin, he could not have intimate relationship uh, with with his Father? Um, you know, that's a great question. We do see Jesus addressing God as Father uh, throughout the Gospels. And then as he hung upon the cross, he said, my God, my God, why uh, have you uh, forsaken? me. And there's a couple of things that are going on there. One, we know that Jesus is is quoting Psalms 22 there. Uh, and, and in Psalms 22, it is, my God, my God, why have you uh, forsaken me? And, and it, it may have been because he was being punished for sin at that
that moment and then for that moment that the father turned turned his face away that he did refer uh, to God uh, in that manner instead of father uh, I think ultimately we don't know but I think that's a, a great uh, guess and estimation so that's a great question thanks for uh, sending that in uh, can a person want to be saved and not be elect um, so this is an interesting text question that has come in. Uh, the, the two go hand in hand. If a person desires to be saved, then you then you are elect, meaning that it, in the mystery of God's will, as we choose him, he's also choosing us. So if we trust him for salvation, we also are God's chosen or God's uh, elect. So the answer is that you would be saved and elect. So thank you for uh, sending in that uh, text question as well. Lots of texts coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, it says, please pray for a family member. Uh, uh, please pray for a family member that our family will be spending time with soon who is an unbeliever and very much against Christianity. Yeah, let's let's pray. Lord, we just lift up uh, this family and as they're spending time with another family member who doesn't know you, God, we, we just pray that you would give them great grace, great strength, great wisdom to be able to show love to them. And as they have been opposed to the things of, of Christ, we pray that you would soften their hearts, that you would open them up to the things of you, uh, that you would bind the enemy in their life. And so, Lord, would you bless this time that they're going to have together and do great things. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, all right, our phone lines are open. Uh, we, the number is 303-690-3000. Also, we have text questions, 720-336-0897. We've got about five minutes left if you'd like to try to get in on today's uh, program. want to encourage you to rejoice in the Lord. We think of the 10 lepers that were all healed by Christ. Leprosy was such a heinous disease at the time. It, it isolated people from their families, from, from worship. They couldn't go to the synagogue. They would live in these leper colonies. And Jesus healed all 10 lepers and told them to go to the priest to show themselves. And as they would show themselves to the priest, uh, then the priest would allow them back into society if he found them to be clean. And so they go through this process and, and and they're healed, and yet only one comes back to thank Jesus. And Jesus was expecting the other nine. He's like, where, where are the other nine? And so many times we receive from the Lord, but we don't take the time to be thankful, to prioritize praise in, in our lives. And, and there's power in praise. Our our perspective changes. So, so many times the Psalms, we find them where they're discouraged at the beginning of the song and, and bummed out and, and just, just going through all of their circumstances and then their attention that the writer of the Psalm switches and begins to focus on God and focus on who he is, that he's gracious and kind and merciful and faithful. And, and then you see them praising their Lord and the whole attitude uh, changes. So whatever you're at, whatever you're, you're going through uh, in your life, I, I want to encourage you to take the time to praise God for, for who He is, for what He has uh, done uh, in your life. And it's, a, it's an important thing. A uh, text question that has uh, come in uh, says, My mom has cancer. Her name is uh, Edna Smith, if you could please uh, pray for her and for my father who are having a difficult time. 
that's that's very challenging man uh, my heart goes out to you and would love to lift you up in, in prayer Lord, we lift up Edna Smith, and as she has been diagnosed with cancer, we pray for her healing. We pray for wisdom of the doctors, that you would really give them understanding of how to deal with her particular cancer. We also pray that you'd bring comfort to her, to her husband, to the whole entire family. Lord, I know this is difficult as uh, we've walked this through with uh, with my dad and and uh, more of my in-laws. Lord, this, this is devastating and difficult, but Lord, we know you're good. We know you're present in the midst of these challenges and so would you provide comfort in Jesus name amen another text question that has come in it says if God knew what was going to happen then why did he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden of Eden this is a fascinating question I love it and the reason that he did is because he loves us if he wouldn't have put the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, if there was no opportunity to disobey, then there's no opportunity to obey. If there was no opportunity to turn away from the Lord, then there's really no opportunity to turn to the Lord. So God knew the choice that they would make, but he wanted to give them the opportunity to have a real love relationship uh, with the Lord. And a real love relationship uh, with the Lord involves choice. And so that's the, the answer to uh, that, that question. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's program. As you prepare uh, for the weekend, I just want to encourage you to take time to rejoice in the Lord. As we get ready to wrap up today's program, I'd like to read to you out of Psalms 103. This is one of my favorite psalms when it comes to rejoicing in the Lord and who He is and being reminded of His character. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's that intentional mindset of, I'm not going to forget all the benefits of the Lord. Begins to list some of the benefits of God. Who forgives all your iniquities, not some, but all. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. So I hope you're encouraged. The Lord's gracious. He's slow to anger. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Pray that God blesses your weekend. Know that you're loved by the Lord. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.